Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 73. It's that time again, guys. It is the X-Men First Class Release Day. So without further ado, let's just jump into our discussion. All right, guys, we are here with Ken Poole. The KO King and Dr. J, how you guys doing? Doing good. Ha- Great. Happy, happy release night. So, but before we go into our release night shenanigans um, for X Men First Class, Dr. J, you and I have to kick off a mini segment because today the Wiz Kids rules forum spun up for one sticky topic yep. that they put on. Um, so, if you have have never been to it before, the Wiz Kids Rule Forum is win.wizkids.com forward slash bb bees and boy. And if you look in the Dice Masters rulings where they have the sticky topics, they added a list that I think they'll be updating as the sets come out on what is modern and what is uh, Golden Age. Um, and you'll notice that X-Men First Class is there. So that list will be legal October 25th because that will be a week after X-Men First Class comes out. So I, I don't know. I think we may have gotten a couple questions before where like, hey, how do I know who's modern or not? Now yeah, some of our local right. players have asked, so now we can direct them to that particular website, and they can go look and see what sets are modern and which sets are not. Yep. Since I'm not Dr. J, and this is a rules forum update, and I have a live microphone, Shut your I, mouth. I would like to Shut just say mouth. that I think it's a great idea. It was uh, a really good call that they put that in there. Yep, and so yeah, you, real you, simple, yeah. just somewhere to send send people. A lot of new players, yeah, they it, ask, "Hey, what's modern? What yeah. isn't?" So it's because they originally had a blog post, but that was still kind of hard to find because it got buried but you know what What else is a good idea to do a release day episode of x-men first class that really is a good yeah. idea well i'm out man because goodbye oh you just <laughs> took my took my thunder and everything this is my segment and you just step in it's not my fault he turned on my microphone <laughs> you're right i don't Blame know if Kevin. i like a release day episode of x-men first are, are class. you torn already so so spoil we'll, we'll give do a tease on what you, your thoughts right now are about uh, x-men first class that mush his thoughts are I don't, he hasn't had what? seven. I don't, are, know, I don't know what direction to go and build, and there's some wild abilities in this set, and add this to a different release a month ago, and it's really going to be something different. Yep. Okay, so let's let's kind of kick it off. You guys know I lo- love to kick it off with the insert because these inserts have gotten better and better over the, the years of the Dice Masters. So... One yeah, quick... way better than the first one that came out with <laughs> AVX. <laughs> yeah, so so one one quick thing I want to mention, because we usually don't cover the team affiliations, but I think this one should be because if you're not familiar with the comic book kind of logos and stuff, you may get confused because they have the X-Men and then the Exiles, and both of them have an X on it. The Exiles one, the X kind of goes outside the circle, and the X-Men one, if you squint real hard, you can see it has X-Men written across it, but it's really tiny. Do, do we know... Random question. Is the Exiles part of that new uh, Gifted? The Gifted? There's there's a new series? show coming that's the Exiles. I'm not sure oh, okay. how it's related, yep. but there's an Exiles show mm-hmm. coming. Yeah, and then we also have the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, which I think... I was pretty excited I, for that. That's, like, iconography-wise, I'm geeking out how, how, how they got the details of Magneto's helmet in that so well, because that's crazy. Yeah. And this is the first set that has made the transition to a standard villain's icon. All villains are using the Marvel set. Boo, they should have put the Hydra symbol in the DC set. It's not the other way around. That's what I think. You just like seeing Black Manta's helmet everywhere, (laughs) don't you? Um, So, and then we have one. Why? (laughs) Because. 
Marvel rules. <laughs> yep. So, so we have one, one, one new keyword is awaken. When a die with awaken spins up one or more levels, you may use its awaken effect. You get to use this effect for each individual die that spins up. So if you have two copies of the same die, um, the same die activate and they both spin up, you get to do two instances of their effect. So, um, so is there a, a information on that that says, please see Deadpool Modoc? No. No. <laughs> um, if, yeah, if you guys want to hear about that, go back on. I think we had it as a hidden gem um, for MODOK. Yeah, if you're drafting this set, definitely draft MODOK. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. going to be a really good <laughs> one. Just yeah. keep, keep an eye out for it. You know? Just keep passing you could, everything you until do, you find that MODOK. You could do a, like a mix with this set and Deadpool and probably have some fun. That's yeah, there's there's some X Men in Deadpool. Yeah. That could be a good good combo. Yeah, um, and then of course we have Overcrush. Infiltrate makes it a comeback, which I, I like it because that's two sets in a row now that has Infiltrate. So it's just on one card, right? It's yeah, that, uh, yeah. I, but it back no, in the I'm back of my mind, pretty, I'm hoping that it's going to st- stick around. <laughs> but it's a pretty good one. It's I think it's on Quicksilver when you buy him and you pay a Bolt. That's Impulse. Oh, that's impulse. impulse. Yeah. If if underdogs are ra- sticking around, I'm pretty sure infiltrate's going to yeah. stick around. I think it's a boom boom or something. It was a rare card that if you use Let's a basic just not action, talk about boom boom. That card gets <laughs> well. If, if it's boom boom, it's definitely not a rare. And if it's yeah. boom boom, it's never going to get played. If it's, it's the true, rare it's version. true. Yeah, I, I saw it being passed around. There is no rare version of boom There's boom. A good <laughs> super rare. Yeah. It's probably the uncommon boom boom that everyone will. Totally forget exists. No, I, I have the He has the uncommon. Uh, I, like I had the common. Yep. So before we jump into the cards, there's one more mechanic that is a slight change, um, and you hear it used in jargon already, um, but I think the way that we use it in jargon is actually going to be different now because they put on prepping dice, when a card instructs you to prep a die, that means add it to your prep area from wherever it is. Prior to the set, I think most of us have, would use it with the Resurrection Global, and we would say, I would prep a die where you draw a die from the bag and put it into the prep area. Now, you're, you know, I, there's a couple cards that allow you to yeah, prep the die. Yeah, you could use the, Escape Incarceration and prep one from the use pile. You could yeah, use can, Resurrection and prep one yeah, from the um, bag. Yeah, because I know there's a beast that allows you to prep from the use pile and stuff, so when you see that written on a card, make sure you read where you're pulling that die from because it yeah. may not be from your bag. Congratulations to the community, by the way. Our slang finally made it into the official jargon of we the game. It, <laughs> yeah, we did guys. Right. We did it. All right, so let's... Blanking is next. Yeah, so let, let's jump into all the cards that we have. In, like, you know, well, let's just... Elephant in the room, right? Boom, boom. Is probably yeah. one of the major cards that you want to keep an eye on. Boom, boom is a quick one you want to grab. Kind of doesn't matter which... Rare yeah, they're they're they're, they're they, all good. They all are good. I mean, you get the super rare, you take it because it's a red stripe. Yeah, I don't know that. I'm interested to see how she'll work in draft when a bunch of people have her. Yeah, that's what I find. She's odd. Is she's you, really good. She's, no question. She's one you want to hate draft early, and so there you might run into the situation where everybody has like one of her. And nobody has a bunch of her. So she deals two damage when you use a basic yeah, action. That the, is, that's a common. The common, that's the one that I was using. Uh, when I use a basic action, she would deal two damage to my to a target opponent or character die. So I could use her as target removal on either side as long as it's you know two or less or direct damage to the opponent. I stuck with direct damage to the opponent because that's how I play the game. Yeah, and the one I have is uncommon. It's while Boom Boom is active. The first time you use a global ability each turn, deal one damage to your opponent. This worked really well because I brought Resurrection, so I was doing it all the time um, against my opponent on my turn. But then Ken brought the Magic Missile to work with his, and what I would do is just save a bolt 
and just ping him on his turn for an extra damage there. Yeah, I will say that uh, Boom Boom dies to the global on magic missile or unstable canister way, way too fast for that to be your plan. Yeah. Find a different, either another basic action that you can consistently use that is more utility or another damaging basic action that doesn't have that global. See, I, I kind of, when I, well, when I saw her, I, I kind of thought that she would be good with a churn basic action in, 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 the, in uh, this set, she was, in draft, I felt like so she that, was like, if really I do good. superhero, you're yeah. dealing damage as you're getting dice. Yeah. In this set, she was really good with focus power because focus power is, yeah. you can spin up, or down one level. And you're already spinning things. So. Exactly. Yeah, in, in this set, you want to be spinning anyway. So, so here, that was kind of handy. Why isn't Vibe modern? I, <sighs> I find this pretty interesting. I don't remember this from any other set because that common and then the common that I had, Scarlet Witch, careful what you wish for, those are two common that I'm going to really, really struggle with passing. More so than I remember in any other. Yeah. So what? What the Scarlet Witch? So she, she's one of those two cards that has a wall of text, but I yeah. enjoy that wall of text. She's not even so good. So when she's you can active during your opponent's out. roll and reroll step, your opponent must reroll any action die that land on an action face and cannot reroll any action on an action face. So. She, so it, so essentially, you're gonna the end result is there's a high end result that whatever the you have to roll an be, action on an action face twice, twice, or you're just gonna have a bunch which, of energy. Which, by the way, this really alters the meta. She's almost an instant slot with everything with the cube, but in draft, she's really good for. I mean, Jared was didn't even use a lot of actions, but she really messed with him. So she it, she's pretty. She's really, Altering. really good. And it's not just the cube in the meta. Nowhere is a huge meta card right now, too. This is going to jack with that big time. It, I mean, it's so punishing. A month ago, the last set that came out made it so that I could make a truly characterless satchel team. And I did. To some success at some more casual events. Um, still, it's pretty good. It's but, got enough but, potential but that I feel like I could do it. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I I could use it, and that card m- would completely destroy it. Yeah, it would uh, just. Uh, ruin I'm, it. I'm actually glad they actually put some action hate in here. Now if we could get some. Yeah, removal. they needed to do that, yeah, but yeah. they needed to yeah, do yeah, it after is... I could take a WKO with <laughs> no characters on my team. I don't see why they had to do this. I know it, so uh, fast know it after it became an option for me. I know it doesn't have continuous action removal, but this is the biggest action hate in the game because you're really testing the odds. They have to roll an action phase twice, so it just kills the the chances. I mean, if you thought that Constantine anti-hero was good action hate, this thing blows that out of the water. It's so much better. Just the, the fact that they have to roll it twice in a row. There were so many times. There's another point why she's so good where I rolled my action dice on single energy, you don't get to re-roll it. You get you're stuck with that one energy side, which could be really bad if they bring out some more crossover actions and you roll it on that one generic energy side. That could be a real pain. That'll really mess with my chalkboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so super good. So, but there are actions in set that she helps against the danger room, Xavier uh, School, depending on what your opponent's running. So 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 it's not just boom boom hate. Um, there are actions in set that are very good that we may talk about 
that's why it's going to be hard to pass up these two commons because I feel like they're going to have a a big impact on the draft in those games, even though they're playing two-cost characters, three-cost, two, three-cost characters. Yeah, and so speaking of action hate, I don't... This is probably not action hate per se, but it's more like action penalty or taxing, and that's the rare banshee that you have, right, Ken? The rare banshee, uh, I, I feel like that is going to be a, a first pick for me if it if I open it. Uh, while she is active, so it's a four-cost mask. While she's active, when your opponent draws a basic action die, deal two damage to target opponent or character die. When they draw it. I beat Kevin because he drew two basic actions and he only had four life. I won at the start of his turn. Before he could do anything, he took four damage. It was neat. And it and before that, like I played uh two games. Well and you had you comboed that with Boom Boom, well, which yeah, is well, yeah. so, so, so with Boom Boom I was, you know, obviously trying to buy up my own actions and as soon as I saw Kevin buy I think I, I think it was one of my uh, focus power. I went okay. Well, I'm gonna buy Banshee, and against my stepson, who, who could use some real coaching. I guess he hasn't played much in a while. <laughs> he bought like all three of his big entrances, and he was just rolling actions. And it was like, well, I'm, I'm kind of sorry because this is really, really ugly beating. But hey, my plan worked. <laughs> you, you that sounds like naming Thanos, naming a one-cost character against a new player. But go on. That never happened. <laughs> to, okay. to, to be fair, he's not new. He's not new. He's just, I don't know what he was, I, he I, should know better. So he here's, should know here's better. Can I, can I just say that. I love your Asian style of parenting where, like, he's not new. He should know. <laughs> so it's the, true. She only works on basic actions, right? Yeah, base, only okay. on basic yeah. action. So here's so, the thing, though. Just having that, if you sit across from someone and they have that Banshee, do not buy basic mm-hmm. actions. Oh, yeah. Or, or, no, yeah, and on your team, you want to bring those tempting basic actions. Exactly. Right? You bring that superhero if, registration. If you can, yeah, you if want you that can bring, like, if you can get that Banshee, bring something tempting, whether it's... Uh, you know, escape incarceration can be really handy. Unstable canister is always tempting for people. Unstable canister. Don't bring uh, resurrection because they don't buy that. <laughs> yeah, they don't buy. No one buys resurrection. Trusted friend, buy that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I've had more people buy so. trusted friend than resurrection. <laughs> so if it's <laughs> misdirection. So if it's not truce, just don't buy basic actions. Can I tell you, I lost because one of my basic actions I drew was a truce. Just FYI. Yeah. For real, truce, don't buy any basic truce action. Truce and misdirection action, might yeah. be the best to play with that banshee. Misdirection, people buy that up like it's candy. Yeah, it, for sure. There's, if I see that banshee, I am telling myself, don't buy it because you may fall into it, but don't because you're you're giving yourself a death clock. Yeah. If I bring base that and my opponent yeah, buys the, any basic actions, the window that the right window away. at which it triggers is like it doesn't matter if it if you roll it. You know, like you just have to draw out of your bag. Yeah, and when you're playing ahead, when you're playing against that, you have to think two turns ahead. They're like, you, yeah, you can't not is, think two turns ahead. Is it damage or loss of life? Damage, damage, damage. So, but I don't think. Helps. But it, but it starts. Right, guess, yeah, so it's preventable. Yeah, but still really awesome. Oh, she's it's game go, altering. She's, I think she's going on just, my Adam Warlock team. I think you just, if you see it there, it it should pivot you as a pilot to know I can't buy basic actions unless I have a fast win condition. Because if I buy two, it that's 
you know, two life every time I draw those die. And you might not have control of when you draw it. So if I draw it when I prep it, it just said, does it say in the clear and draw step or is it any time I prep it or any time you draw it? Uh, let's see. It is during uh, when when your when your opponent draws a basic action die. Oh, so, there's no way so, around it. So Once yeah, you buy it, yeah. you're taking damage. That's that's why you want to bring the superhero yeah, registration dude. act, and you want them to buy two of your superhero dude, registration act. That's nah. where you're like, you want to KO a character? No, draw, <laughs> draw, Go come ahead. on, baby. draw. You want <laughs> got that spot in the field here? I'll polymorph your spot in for you. There's going to be a lot of the dice. <laughs> there's a lot of games that people are going to lose because they. We'll get suckered into those cheap churn, and then your opponent's going to put a Banshee in the field, and you will just die that way. That's not fun. Yeah. And it's so. going to be rad. Boy, I love yeah. her. <laughs> so, so continuing on the direct damage bandwagon, have you guys noticed that direct damage is kind of a big thing in the set? No. Yeah, only a lot. It's <laughs> well, pretty cool. We Jared didn't, and we I didn't had have a, any. Oh. We had none on well, our team. To be fair, Jared and I both drafted, I think, the same, where we were like, I want to draft some of these new abilities to see what's going on. You guys were yeah. both drafting abilities and utilities and no yeah. win cons. <laughs> well, oh, that's great. Watching you, con. Kind of watching you guys, it, it looked like a defining moment in analysis paralysis history. <laughs> like you were both just going, so here's what do an I example. do now? I had two three-cost characters, Blob, which went filled to capture all opposing sidekicks, and Banshee, the one filled to deal one damage to all character dice. They basically do the same thing I once I was playing, I I think I realized that, but I was like, oh, we'll do this. And by the way, Banshee's fielding costs are terrible. <laughs> so actually, a you lot wanna, of these You want to field her once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot and of then the, let your a lot of the characters in this dice. set have bad fielding, so pay attention to that. Yeah, I, I mean, that, I, so. I didn't have that problem, but I was running the Resurrection Global and paying mass like crazy to keep that going. So oh. and then I had you morph and mimic, yeah, so yeah, I was trying to do oh lots of copying gosh. and morph and mimic were such a pain in the neck. He's sitting there and he rolls them both and he's like, "Oh, what order do I feel yeah. these in?" So, so what, what <laughs> are their abilities? Name. So morph uh, is the uncommon or the common, and on the burst side, whenever a non-sidekick character dies, filled and morph becomes a copy of that character die but retains this ability until end of turn. So the way they that characters are fielded alters what he's going to end up as. Yeah, so so when you're if somebody's playing it and you have the morph, don't let them just like throw all their characters yeah. on the field. Ask them, "Okay, which order are you actually going to field this?" And you get their ability. So he was actually a lot of fun. Um that's why I feel like I'm I don't know what to really say about this set because there is some really fun abilities to to morph and become different characters. Pun intended. <laughs> so I, I really, I wish that like some listeners could just see you from the start to a finish in a draft. Cause you <laughs> like, as soon as you start opening packs, you can just see you focus in and just sort of slow down. Like, okay, what do I do? Our game was what's really this? slow. Yeah. What are we doing? Like, yeah. I did what's not going know on what to do a bunch of yeah. times. And, so, so and then you start playing the game. Like, all of a new draft for you is just so much going on in your head. Yeah. To, to give you an idea on how much time it took, Ken and I, we played two two games, and these guys... That was still, after yeah. you played, played against my wife, wife and another. I played against my <laughs> yeah. stepson. Hey, you know what's funny, though, about that? 
The only reason that Jared and I's game ended is because he had a vanilla three cost character with really big stats because we just kept trying to figure stuff out. Sebastian Shaw, he's the way to go. So is, is, is that an essential? No, I don't know. I don't know what to think High about stats, him. Fielding, he's but a, he has really good stats. He's a three cost fist. His stats are zero one two one three three. Three six six. So he jumps from a one fielding cost to a three fielding cost, and he's always going to roll that three fielding cost when you don't want him to. Yeah, man, he was. I was like, I bought a bunch of them early, and I don't know if I really liked that idea or not because getting him out in the field on his level one and two side, he's almost useless, and paying to field him on level three just sucks. Yeah. yeah. So mimic is the. It copies, I can copy the attack and defense of a character die when the copy of that character is filled to draw two die from your bag and prep them. I was trying to do characters. Um, I did not buy him early enough, I think, with side, I could name a sidekick and 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 prep that way. Name yeah, my sidekick. Yeah, so it wouldn't be both sidekicks. Yeah, the, I could name mine. Yeah, that's the one thing we want to mention because we looked it up in the rule book. The rule book says when you're talking about naming characters, your opponent's characters and your characters are considered different even if they have the same name. Right. So if I name Morph, it doesn't copy my Morph and Jared's Morph. It would be my Morph. They're my care. It's that character or vice versa. Does so that make, does that make you feel like Professor way. X when you're like, that's my Morph? Yeah. So <laughs> I think there's a lot of potential with this mimic. In fact, after we were done playing, we didn't get the rare Professor X, but... The rare Professor X with this mimic, you if you can get those combo, you can prep two die and field a sidekick. That could be pretty big in a draft. Yeah. You know, because it's fielding a sidekick with a mask, and I'm going to prep two for my bag, which can actually be better than the old PXG. Well, it lasts, I don't know, but in draft, that's a great way yeah. to get stuff. So I drafted the removal actions. So I had the common danger room and the uncommon hellfire club. So the common danger room, what it says is reroll all active character dice, move any that show energy faces to their owner's used pile, return the rest to their owner's field zone. This, I think, is like a really solid card for, I want to say a guy gardener team, but the purchase cost kind of makes that slow down that team. But any, any team where you have very few characters in the field and your opponent has a lot. Because the fact that they go right to the use pile, it really can be punishing on your opponent. So what you do is, you know, you roll this, you roll the characters you're planning on fielding this turn, you play it, have them roll a bunch of crap, goes to the use pile, and then you field your characters. And that's actually how I ended up getting some damage, getting, I think, at least 12 points of damage in on Russ, was I had my Sebastian Shaw out in the field, and then I played this, and we both re-rolled all of our characters, and mine re-rolled on level three, and his all went to the use Based pile, on rolling of the these face. die, and these are Ken's dice, so I don't really care because I don't have to use them again, but man, oh, they don't like they don't like me. I couldn't. Roll <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Your, your focus power never rolled for me either. <laughs> they worked okay for me. <laughs> that, that first game between me and you, uh, I had a hard time getting characters, but other than that, the dice were okay. All right, so the other one, the Uncommon Hellfire Club, it's a four-cost fist, and it says, if you control the character die with the highest attack, KO all other character dice. So it's... I have serious plans for this thing. Yeah, it's really interesting. Is that going to get you to the 10? I'm already close to that, by the way. (laughs) Remember, guys, there's that challenge out. Beat Rust to figuring out how to clear 10 characters. The new combo I'm working out 
is a truce with vigilante justice. Together. Well, see, this all you need is this and ten characters in the field because it doesn't matter who has the highest. You're still going to KO everything except for one die, pretty much. So you had that nocturne, and I started looking at her today. I pulled her out. I bought five bucks worth of packs. Yeah, so which nocturne is the one? She's the common. She's a five cost, so she's a little pricey, but I didn't see any real issue with that. She was easy enough. I think I bought two of her. It's interesting. The high costs have the better fielding in this Yeah. So her ability is, while Nocturne is active, at the end of your roll and reroll step, you may take control of a character die with two or less attack. And that is actually what won me the game, because Russ had three characters in the field. I had four. I rolled. I ended up taking one of his characters and then punched him in the face with everything and, and was able to finish him off. So I really, really like this Nocturne. There's some good control characters in the game, not just the set, in the game that have low attack that she can take. Yeah. I was thinking of Jervis Tetch, so you can steal their Jervis and then and steal, then steal another yeah. character. So I actually, I actually like the uncommon um, Nocturne, and it's a wild Nocturne is active once per turn. When your opponent uses a global ability with one target, you may redirect this effect to another legal target. This could That's throw really good. This could throw some kinks into problems, especially if you're going to be using a polymorph or cost? mutation for cost. Um, like, because they have to target could be something. fun to throw on a Black Bolt team. You, you, Black Bolt. Yeah, you could change. Oh, yeah. Um, it's only once per turn, but still, that's enough to kink out. Like, I was using it to protect my Boom Boom and Jubilee from getting magic missile to death because yeah. instead of spending two bolts, you got to spend three now, which that's a lot of energy to spend to remove a character. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. And then so, so, oh, go ahead. Yep. Yep, and then so there's this w- one card that I when we when we did our spoilers, I was like, this looks interesting, but in practice, it's actually a lot better than you think. Um, and that is the uncommon Jubilee, and it, her ability is when imposing character dies KO'd, spin this character up one level, and then she actually has an awaken the awaken ability, deal one damage to target opponent. So when she spins up, she's dealing damage to an opponent. And what I didn't realize is yet her stats are actually fairly decent because she's a two cost bolt. And her top level is four three. Pay attention to that Jubilee because it'll never get played. Yeah, because everybody's gonna <laughs> everybody's gonna play the super rare. But well, the common and super rare. Are the, both those great. of us schmucks who don't aren't lucky enough to pull the super rare might play with that. The uncommon. common is yeah. so good yeah. though. And so yeah. so keep in mind with this awaken ability, if you have three Jubilee on the field, that's three damage if they all spin up. Yeah, but with that common, you get to spray their whole field every time it's. Can't you just get two of them out and well, then just polymorph them back? Yeah, and you forth could. And you, back and forth. You also, whenever you like, once it is done, awaken, and you know, I mean, it can do that a max yeah. of twice. You've got a four three body that you just keep yeah, throwing at your opponent. Yeah, that's what I was doing. You I, just keep attacking I, until it leaves the field somehow. Hey, it'll be good, but it's, if you, I guess I'm looking at the <sighs> is it the danger room the the two cost action that makes everything glass. Yeah, so there there's a danger room. I believe it's the, a three, maybe three cost. I think it might be three. It's uh, the uncommon and it says until the start of the, your next turn, when a character date takes damage, KO that character. Ugh. So with that jubilee. You just awaken and wipe their field, the common, because it deals one damage yeah. to all characters, so, opposing characters. So pretty much we've come to the conclusion where if it's a two-cost character, yeah. most of its versions are good. Oh, my <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it'll be hard if you have... That's not true, didn't you? Were you playing the beast? Yeah, the the, the, the beast, beast is good. It's, it's okay. I, I mean, if you have more than one beast die, that's that's the linchpin <laughs> of it. You have so, to have more than one but beast But that's die. the rare. Yeah, that's but the rare. The, the common and uncommon beast... 
could both be good. Oh my gosh, you could get around. You could get around Banshee with an uncommon beast because you could prep it from your you, so you'd never have to pull you, from yeah, a bag. Yeah, you never draw so it. So that'd be the only way to get around Banshee. Yeah. But the beasts are, are interesting. Timing is strange where you put the bag in. I use the Xavier's Rare, which I was excited to do, and that's draw dice from your bag until you draw an X-Men character uh, or your bag is empty and prep one of the dice drawn and add it to and the rest go to your used. I thought this was going to be really good. This is my first fizzle. <laughs> <laughs> it was well, so funny. I, I think all of us thought it was going to be really good when we saw it. Did it fizzle for you, or do you feel like it is a true fizzle card? Yeah. Because so, so what issues were you running into when it you were using didn't, it? It's, well, two things. It's a later game dice. It didn't work early. And you're only prepping one, so sometimes it's actually going to hurt you to churn your bag, if that makes sense. So sometimes you might have three dice that you want next turn or two dice, and if you play that, you only get one of them, and then you have to fill the bag. All that being said, that's a timing thing, so I think you could work with it. Never buy more than one. I I think it's just a straight fizzle. I don't. I and, I was disappointed quite and a bit. The the reason I think it is is you get to a certain point where. Let's say you're on like your third, your second draw since you've reloaded your bag and you've got a bunch of sidekicks in your used pile. You play this Xavier School, you empty your entire bag, you prep one die, and then you throw all those sidekicks back in the bag. No, they go to the used. Well, right, but you just but emptied your bag. Yeah, so the yeah, next turn, right, you're throwing all your sidekicks yeah. along with those characters back in the bag. So you're kind of diluting your bag and making it harder to get to your important dice that you need. So. My my next question about it, do you think it would work better with more X-Men on your team or less? Yeah. What what if you like built a full X-Men team? Would that be more effective? Say the problem is, is the uncommon, the three cost uncommon let you field the X-Men. Yeah, but you pull, only draw two dice. But if you had a full X-Men team, then your odds are that out of those yeah. two dice, you're gonna pull one to field. I I think this is just a bad action altogether. That's my there, opinion. There's just no. I, I don't no like good it. I, yeah, I don't. If you have, I mean, if you yeah, have X-Men I, or not, I'm disappointed. I, don't like it. I, I really was excited for it. Maybe that's why it's fizzling so much for me. Yeah, but I, I thought it'd be really good. You guys were playing with. It. I, I haven't messed with it. I didn't really see it in action, so I I don't have a whole lot of opinion on it. I it seems like a card that has potential on certain builds. It seems like it'd be hard in a draft to make it work. Yeah. I, I see it working in unlimited. I don't I can't like think of exactly how, but I think that that's where it would work oh, better. You yeah. use it with the AVX Colossus that that does damage if you have level three characters. So you could get <laughs> <laughs> So here's there might here, be a team that it that it works well on. I can't think of it. Here's right the problem now. in unlimited. Let's take the rare cube, because I know everybody's gonna say rare cube. The the common cube is a better version of this. Plus, it's orange also. So and you don't have to roll. You only have so many it. orange dice. So that being said, so that's a fizzle for me. But I will say that I put on the rare Sunfire, the four cost shield, and while Sunfire is active, damage dealt to your X Men character dice from each source is reduced by two. That's a really good card, and I'm probably going to try to draft it. It. It really makes a difference. And it, so I was using Morph. I would fill. So on one turn, I fielded that, and I had Morph in the field. So I had two Sunfires that were 6-4, four, 
and I could attack, and they would the damage coming through was reduced by two, so I could take characters out yeah. of Jared's field. There's plenty of X Men characters in this set too that benefit from having that two damage taken off the top. I mean, because there's a lot of characters with low defense stats like Storm. Um, so Boom Boom, boom, boom is yeah, so, all. I don't so Boom Boom Jubilee. If you want to keep yeah. those in the field, the Sunfire they they can't Magic Missile. Bishop oh, is yeah. another one. You, you do that with the Nocturne with the Nocturne too. Like that's going to be hard to touch. Yeah. So this Sunfire I think is going to be overlooked because there's so many good things. But this is this is a little hidden gem that if you can draft, like if it comes by and there's other things that you're looking at. Don't overlook what you can do, especially if you have like Boom Boom or Jubilee you want to keep in the field. This will keep it in the field. I think I found a little hidden gem in my draft, and that's the Rare Bishop butterfly effect. Hmm, I don't... Yeah, what, so, so what, speaking what of this all one? this direct damage that we've been talking about, <laughs> right? They, they, they put in a card that could counter it, right? Yeah, so he's a five-cost shield, and his ability is while Bishop is active, prevent all non-combat damage dealt to you. It's just that simple. I, I never bought him but I don't think I really need to play with him to tell you that yeah. it's an awesome card. And it's I'll tell you right so, now. So, so basically, when you draft, you're going to have one person that gets Banshee, one person that gets Bishop, and everyone else is going to have Boom Boom. The person with Bishop is going to win. Exactly. You pull this, you will win. 100%, I guarantee it. Otherwise, you can sue Kevin. <laughs> I'm telling you right what? now. Okay. Competitively speaking. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that sounds like a legally binding document. Com- yeah. I have no money, so good luck suing me. Competitively so. speaking, Scarlet Witch Common... And Bishop Rare are going to see top-tier play. Yeah. So they are pretty important cards. There's other cards in the set for sure that you can see it, but, you know, I've been looking forward to the Scarlet Wish and that that Bishop, all the, all the quick ping damage that we're seeing in the meta right now is just really yeah. hurt. Now, there is one, another card that I drafted that I think actually might be a hidden gem. That's a reprint, set. isn't it? Uh, I liked that Jean one quite Grey? a bit. <laughs> well, her, her die is. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, but the card's not. So it's the rare Jean Grey. While Jean Grey is active, you may pay a bolt to spend target character die you control up or down one level. So it works really well with the yeah. Awaken abilities inside the set. I got her out, and I was able and she's to... She's only a five. Yeah, I was able to field my Sebastian Shaw's on level one and two and then spin him up to level three so I could avoid paying that three purchase, that three fielding cost, and get those beefy stats. And it, and we played it that it was basically in the global window, even though it didn't say that. Yeah, I think mostly I played it. I don't think I played it outside my main step at any point. Um, it's pretty good with a lot of Awaken, though. I mean, yeah. something like Jubilee... I used her with my Storm, which has Awaken, Prep a Die from your bag. She has a two-cost bolt. Um, I w- it took me a little while to get that going. The one thing I don't like about Jean Grey is her fielding costs. She goes one, two, three. They're all bad. Uh, all the fielding costs are bad. So set. here's my takeaway like. from the set. I need some random games. Completely random games so I can start to figure stuff out. Because building teams with this <laughs> is so confusing. <laughs> I just need the fates to do That's it for right. me. <laughs> so true. Um, so yeah, Ken, do you got any other um, cards? Well, that, I had, Cause I know you had some combos that yeah, you didn't I get had to a, do, but so whole, did you, like, you didn't have to do second, anything other than Bishop and, or Banshee and Boom Boom, right? Yeah. He I needed had, both. Cause when he went just Boom Boom, that wasn't yeah, doing that. No, I, I, I needed both, but, uh, I had three other cards that I wanted to like incorporate into that. And I just never got there. Um, that's so I had Banshee bad. and Boom Boom, so I'm really focused on basic actions. Uh, I threw an Avalanche 
the uh, uncommon while he's active when you use a basic action die KO a target level one character. So picking apart my opponent's field a little bit. So what is that again? Uh, Avalanche. Well, he takes. Well, he's active when you use a basic action die KO target level one character. Chump blockers, sidekicks gone. Just act. Just or I mean that activates Jubilee easily. Yeah. Um, and then I also that had could add to my ten for truces. <laughs> <laughs> the gears are gone. Uh, you guys are running out of time. Come on, beat and, Russ. And then and then I had uh, Angel, the common Angel, uh, three cost shield while active when you use an action die. And this one doesn't have to be basic, but when you use an action die, spin up a target character one level. Which I was going to try and use with Cyclops that has that is the common five cost has awakened deal three damage to target character die. So if I played a basic action, I would if I had all of the pieces in the field that I wanted, I would uh, deal two damage with Boom Boom. I would knock out a level one character. I would spin up Cyclops one level and deal three damage to a target character die, ideally picking another thing out of the field, like all kinds of stuff being triggered off of actions. Do you know what basic action would be really good with that? With that avalanche? Pretty much any no. of them. Uh, one small step, because you can Ooh, spin down anything and then yeah. KO whichever you wanted Ooh, to. That's gonna, that needs yep. to be on my team. Oof. That's, Ooh, yeah, yeah, I like that. That's a good call. <laughs> Well, I found the big uh, entrance was rolling really well for me, and there, <laughs> that was working just fine. <laughs> There's a lot. I had looked at that avalanche before, so if I had two scarecrows in the field and that, I like how you're giving away your secrets while play, we're having a race to see if they make a truce. So, in a perfect world, I have truce and vigilante justice, avalanche and two scarecrows. How many would I KO? I would KO two with Truce, take two with Scarecrow, KO Is this on turn two, by four the way? of their characters with the basic actions, and then one more with... So I would take it's nine. two... Oh, dang! <laughs> <laughs> um, one way. The, the another card that kind of stood out to me that I didn't actually play with that I want to mess around with is the uh, the rare danger room, where everything becomes a that's the one that everything becomes. A so villain, is it right? everything? Or it loses its villain affiliation. It loses right? no, yeah. it it loses all of its affiliations. That everything loses their affiliations and then gains the uh, villain affiliation. See that could be interesting because yeah. you just want to like put that on Sunfire. your black manta no, no, retaliation no. team. No, because something like the Sunfire, it doesn't make your characters villains, right? It just it makes, makes all characters everything. villains. Oh, it makes them all villains. You know, it's. I, I think that there's some fun shenanigans there. I, I don't quite know exactly what, but I think that there's some shenanigans. Common, so, common Thanos, I'm telling you. He blanks all <laughs> other villain characters. I don't. Oh. I, so you just blank everything except Thanos. I don't yep. think timing would work. But would this be the basic or the action that allows me to use Jon Stewart? What does he do? He does stuff with villains. You don't even know what he does. You just know he does stuff no, with yeah. villains. I think they have to, to feel the villain, so anyway, it gives you life gain with villains, and then there's other versions, but I always have my eyes on that Jon Stewart, you know, because everybody does, because everybody wants to play Jon Stewart. Because Jon Stewart's a cool comic character. 
I didn't say a cool Dice Masters character. But I do cool think I, that, that I know nothing about the comics, but I he do. is not a cool Dice Masters character. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The the one they have to field it, but he's got another one where he gets plus one plus one for each of your opponent's fielded villain character dice. Ooh, so you make him unblockable or overcrushy? Yeah, and yeah. then just make everything in their field a villain. Yeah, that could be done. And then you KO your Black Manta. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you make you filled your Scarecrow uncommon. Take all of their sidekicks. You make everything villains. Then you KO your. KO your Black Mantas and everything takes you get one for any character that was ever in the field. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the brewing's going on. So, right. So back to the set that we're talking about. My brain's mush. I don't know what how. To do. Like, I know that the very first pack that I opened, I I don't remember what cards were in it, but I Can noticed I, immediately that the card stock was yeah, and the packs great. were thicker. The like packs, the packs felt thicker. the packs feel a little more durable, and the cards are. Like yeah. these might be the most stout cards that we've seen. I I kind of think they might be uh, better card stock than the D and D sets. Can, can we try to make a house of cards with these? I, I and do see how like they it. hold up. I think they I, I well. kind of think you might need nails. That I mean, they're tough. <laughs> now here's the one thing I will say about this: the die. I've said it locally. I wish that they would just copy old ones instead of. They did the Wolverine the ones. I know, well, but no, so we they, pulled out the uncanny Wolverine die, and it looks dirty. It, so it, they're so a little the, bit the different. new one is, it's got the same. It's it's the same color scheme. It's a blue die yeah. with a little with yellow iconography, and uh, it's almost the same shade. But both the blue and the yellow are darker in the old one from Uncanny. It setting it next to the new one. It literally just looks like it, the die is dirty. Which I think like I would that's like. That's the only difference. I would like if I didn't have to add four new Wolverine to my die. I know a lot of people don't like that. You don't have to. It's not like you're going to play Wolverine. He's not any No, no. The Wolverine's actually pretty good. I think I <laughs> had the... Cat juice? Cat juice. If you guys are wondering what we're talking about, go look at the V-topper that they put in. It's the Wolverine that when he attacks alone, he spins up. But you look yeah, at the picture... The, the promo version of him. <laughs> yeah. If you look at him, he looks like he's taking a poo. Yep. <laughs> he is the deuce. Um, but he actually works pretty well. Yeah, I got, no, he's got he's a strong a, ability. Yeah, and he's a five cost. I got him out early against your, your wife, Ken, and I would just keep attacking. And, you know, yeah, he spins up on his top level. He's, he's like an eight, eight four. Yeah. And he, like, he's you're not going to awesome. let that through. So, yeah. like, it, it was almost like we're just clearing the field slowly. Um, so, I, I really like that. So, speaking of spinning, do you think the awakened keyword is going to be, you know, a big keyword? I mean, infiltrate made its, its mark. It's going to be set. really big in set once people figure it out. Outside of set, this is, and I've said this for a while, it could be awesome, but there's one card that can destroy all of it, which is different than blanking, where I can take Modoc and put it in the field. Yeah, it's rare vibe, right? And it really hurts <laughs> all the spinning. That's that's the problem I yeah, have rare with vibe. It outside of set, but I think it's really fun in set. I like it. I, I don't think you're going to see a lot of people play Modoc unless Awaken becomes big. Right. I don't think you're going to see Awaken get to that level where people are going to need MODOK. At least from the Awaken abilities that I've seen in this set, I don't see anything that is super competitive level, I don't think. Yeah, I'm I'm not quite convinced 
about it in an Rare unlimited setting. Is. It's really cool inset. Like, and it's it could be it could be a big thing outside of set. I I'm not a hundred percent either way. Like, I I see some potential. I see some potential for some really strong niche decks. Yeah. I don't see it shaping the meta. I see it uh, possibly doing really well at one or two high level tournaments. And then everyone reacts with throwing on a Modoc so that they yeah. don't run into it, and then it just right. goes away. I do think inset. If if I get the, I think it's uncommon Professor X that I can spin at the beginning of the turn. I can spin all my X Men character up. That's where I want to try awaken, so I could have a number of awakened characters, and at the beginning of the turn, trigger all these. Yeah, abilities. and then use small step to spin them back down. Right. Yeah, and this that's kind of my issue with Awaken is that you can't just throw a character with Awaken onto an already good team and expect it to be better because you have to have something else dedicated to making that character spin up and down. So the only way that you're going to see Awaken be any level competitive is if it's like a complete Awaken team and you're focused on making that your main win condition. I don't know. I think people are planning on Giganta Global with it. Yeah, but then that's two more slots taken up on your team. When what what awaken ability would you pick that couldn't be, you know, better? I, I kind of like this one, one and using a breath weapon. Jubilee. Well, uh, <laughs> like a common, that could be pretty effective. Common jubilee awaken is a breath weapon. It's a two cost deal one damage. If I add a rare cube to that, I can use a global and hit your field for three. And it's right, a three but cost. there's also Banshee and uh, Yondu and uh, rare uh, Novacore uniform. There's all kinds of stuff that already spray the field for one. Poison Ivy. And you don't have to worry about spinning the character up and dedicating another Ooh, slot. But to, I, can spin, I can spin during your turn, which I'm, those others aren't. So I can Jubilee. If you get a rare cube out and I Jubilee, then I'm going to hit your characters on your turn. That's true. Or common Jubilee. I that's true. Say. I just don't know that that would... That wouldn't outweigh it for me. I don't think I would put the uncommon jubilee on my team because of that. But now I'm saying I mean, here it still could be. This really is what good. I mean by Modoc. It could be really good. But if it ever got to the point like Ken was saying, where it was like amazing, then Modoc shows up, and I've got to now blink Modoc if I want to do any spinning. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, to do spinny spins. My wife is absolutely thrilled with how good Jubilee is. Like there, really there is good. not a bad Jubilee, <laughs> yeah. and I, Jubilee is my wife's favorite character. She's been playing on a Jubilee mat for a while and has her Jubilee uh, she wouldn't dice tower use it tonight. with the dandelions <laughs> on the side. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Asians are cool, by the way. But yeah, Jubilee is awesome. My wife is very, very happy, and she was thrilled when the kid opened uh, the super rare. <laughs> and uh, apparently, you opened the super superest of rare. In the set. Yeah. The, the both, <laughs> uh, both of my stepsons were, were playing with us, and one of them opened the Super Rare Jubilee, the other opened Super Rare Emma Frost. Yeah. Which, f- word on the street is you just don't find those Emma Frosts <laughs> well, around Nathan very often. Nathan opened 25 feeds and didn't get one, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of nuts. I don't know. I'm, I've fallen into the trap of any time I open a case and I only get three Super Rares instead well, of four. Why are you buying cases, Kevin? It's not yeah, like you, you gotta buy. It. We open you gotta buy feeds separately anyway. from separate stores. It's, it's because I trust math because I trust the blockchain and Bitcoin. But well, apparently, don't you feel stupid how's that working now? for you? 
I I started with fifteen dollars of Bitcoin and I have like no 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 I'm talking that. about the math but, with but the, the math with the, the feeds are the not yeah how's that uh, working for you trusting yeah, math yeah let's not talk about that <laughs> uh, I'm sure three super rares is normal in a case Just in my saying. world it is now I I feel like it's it's getting more and more that way I feel like we're I'm, we're seeing that more. I don't know if the distribution is changing at all, or it could it's just, just be a perception there's more people thing. I always reporting it, <laughs> complaining like about there's, it. There's yeah. more. There's getting... more of a more. Of, there's a bigger and louder community, and there's just more people. I always it. get so nervous Possibly. when I open a feed, and I'm like, oh, I don't want the one. I don't want the one. <laughs> I was worried so tonight because Chazen opened his early, and of Kenyans course, there was like super... one of the last. I think Kenyans it might have been like, the last pack. Yeah, yeah like, it was one of the last. I was like going, really? I mean, at least cool, it's Jubilee. it's Jubilee, you know, and my wife's stoked, but... There aren't really, really any bad ones one? anymore. <laughs> Remember Spider-Man? I used to open and a Hulk die would fall out and be like, don't be the super be rare. The common, be the common, <laughs> be the common, be the common. Don't be the super rare. That oh was my always gosh. a bad feeling. That was me with Green Arrow Flash when I'd open Flash dice and or Barry Allen dice and dump them out and be like, please don't be the super <laughs> yep. rare. I want a different super rare. Yep. Cross pulse. So, uh, thing. All right. So what what is your guys' overall impression of this set? One one thing before yep. that. Um there's two dice that if you've got anyone who has <laughs> trouble with iconography or oh is colorblind. Oh, Scott's going to hate that. Um, Scott's going to hate that so bad. It's, it's Sun, Sunfire? Yeah. Sun, Sunfire. Sunfire and Bishop. Those two dice look almost <laughs> identical well, at a glance. Well, Jubilee's not far off. Is that a Bishop well, right there see, next to that Sunfire? Nope, that's Sunfire. Jubilee... At least has bolts. ...is a different energy. Yeah, Sunfire see, Bishop. and Bishop are both... Oh, no, no, that's well, those, sun, are, sun those are both sun. See, you guys are... You can't tell, <laughs> man. They're, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're so close. So Sunfire and Bishop are both shields. So th- there's not yeah. a side that they really look different. And Jubilee is really close, too, but at least on one side she has a bolt, so you can yeah. tell that So much. So keep an eye out when you're grabbing that's, your dice, because that could be... Yeah, <laughs> be, mind your rainbow, especially looking at the yellow dice with the, like... Red or orange uh, printing on them that Inch. It, it'll it'll play tricks on your eyes. They they look almost identical. There's also the uh, is it onslaught and magneto or sentinel. Some of sentinel those sentinel and magneto are pretty similar. Yeah, they're yeah, pretty no similar. No one cares for about color, for colorblind though. people. I, I think that sentinel, might cause some problems. If you go villains, I actually think sentinel is a good card. I was going to draft it, and I've had my eyes on it for a while because he deals two damage if you're opponent fields uh, X-Men. It also that's deals two damage good. to you if you field an X-Men. Well, that's so why just I said remember that. Just remember that. Don't yeah. buy and, and field X-Men. And, and the Onslaught die is kind of similar. It's got like a Magneto helmet looking thing. I, I really, really like the Onslaught die. I think the colors look great. I think the iconography looks really good. I think it just looks really cool. It's my favorite die in the set to in, look at. In short, follow up with me in a month to figure out <laughs> what I've got with yeah. the set. Because I don't know. R- right Russ now. might be able to construct full sentences at that point about the set other than going, yeah. it's, I re- it's I really definitely a brewing like set. thinking stuff about set. <laughs> yeah. There's, you can get in some games where you're copying a lot of different dice and it's kind of fun. Yep. So Ken, we'll start out with you because I know you weren't the biggest fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy set. So much of a not a fan that you left the state for pretty much yeah, I, r- I ran away from it. I, <laughs> I ran headlong into a hurricane. Um, uh, but how do you feel about this set compared to the other sets we've had? Um, I like it a, a lot more. There's a lot... Uh, I feel like there's a lot more obvious and uh, easy 
win cons to like go for. Uh, the biggest problem with I think that I've had with uh, Guardians is the win conditions aren't right there and easy. And I have always built my teams from the win con backwards. How am I going to win? How am I going to get there? What do I need to do? You know? So when I can't see right away how I'm going to win, it just cripples my ability to build teams. And this set has a lot of different options. I mean, in my, I feel like I had like three different win cons in my uh, team that I drafted tonight. And I used like one and a half of them because Boom Boom and Banshee worked really well together. I didn't get into any of my other dice even. So, but I think that I had other options to do a lot with. I had a lot of other options in my team for winning. I don't feel like there's some synergy, especially with Awaken and, and things that want to spin up other stuff. Uh, but I don't see a ton of support in this set where guardians to me is all support like guardians has every card that i've ever been missing from any team that just needed that little something this set is much more of look at a win condition and build from there yeah jared how do you feel about this because that guy over there is going to be like what i really like this set for different reasons than Ken. I like this set because this set has so many fun control pieces that I felt like I feel like the game has needed for so long. You got Bishop which just prevents all combat dam or all non-combat damage. You've got the Scarlet Witch that totally jacks with action dice. I mean, those were the kind of cards that I've been craving for a long time and now they're here. Uh I struggle with with finding a win condition in this set because there's so many combos and stuff that I want to try out. Is, is Russ's disease the... like slowly spreading to you now? I've always like, liked I've like always Guardian liked set. You were a little this torn is why too. Jared and I sit there and play forever, <laughs> and our games go forever. Uh, I'm wearing I'm, a hazmat suit around. I'm more guys. decisive <laughs> than Russ in the end, so it takes me less time to make my decisions. But I really do love comboing things and figuring out, you know, how can I make this one card work. Um, and so there's a bunch of that in this set. Uh, I really love the variety of the set. There's a big variety of really good, cheaper characters, and there's some really good five-cost characters with some strong abilities. And so you can really build well-rounded draft teams out of this set. I, I would say there is kind of something for everyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Uh, one di- one card that I kind of have a complaint about is the Hellfire Club. First of all, I don't like the die. I think it looks kind of dumb. It looks like they just took the H off a helicopter ah. pad and just right? slapped it on right. it, looks, it looks super lazy, and, and sometimes the H is off on the sides that have the burst symbols, and it just looks funky. And then the card itself, the artwork, doesn't match the rest of the set. You know, it looks like a kid's coloring book. I drew that. But, uh, <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I really, I really love the set. One other thing... Fielding costs are all over the board, so, so be there, well aware of that. When, when you costs. when you put your team together, look closely at the fielding costs and say, "Am I going to need to dedicate a lot of energy to these to field these characters, or is this a team that needs yeah. less?" This yeah, is what, why that banshee you, is so nasty in a draft because 
churn based actions are going to be a thing. Yeah, ramp and, uh, ramp and churn based actions for it. are yeah. probably going to be big. That's something to think about in this set too. Is there's a lot of characters with really low fielding costs that get to really big fielding costs, and so you may be tempted to chump block with those characters and get them knocked out and just say, oh, I'll refield them again next time, like I was doing with, what's his face? What's the guy's name? The Sebastian Bama. Shaw. And then I'd end up having to pay three to field him. So if you got characters with high fielding costs, make sure you bring some some ramp in order to field those and also be aware that fielding costs, don't look at the purchase cost to judge what it's going to be because there's three cost characters that have... Three fielding sides, yeah, and Jubilee has five a and two six cost characters cost that max out at one or two. So just yep. pay attention. All right, Russ, we'll, we'll, we'll make it easy for you. Just a one-word description on how you feel other than a mush. Is it like thumbs up, thumbs down, or I really, I really like it. I think that you can have a lot of different drafts. That I think we've talked about the key ones. Scarlet Witch and Banshee and Boom Boom I think are going to be big in drafts. All right. So, guys, thank you so much for talking about this. Of course, this is our first impression or our second impression, if you want to count our spoilers. But this is our first time actually trying to draft and construct this team. So we want to hear from you guys and what experiences you have had with it. Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Also, if you come up with any good ideas to get Russ brewing, send it our way and... We'll just start cranking like, a machine. Like he needs more help. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, the way I view Russ's mind is I, there's a I hamster feel like in it there. Was about four and episodes ago, we were trying to get him to stop yeah, brewing. Yeah. Now like, we're trying to get him brewing again. Well, I, I just imagine yeah, there's Kevin, a. You're not a help. I, I'm an enabler. I'm not gonna lie. But like, yeah, <laughs> I imagine there's a hamster in your head that's just on a wheel, and anytime like a new set or somebody gives a combo, the hamster just like turbo speeds, and the wheel just starts spinning like crazy. There Something are like there are very top tier competitive combos to be had with the last two sets i feel like the game's maturing and the last two sets there is stuff Ooh, there's one other thing that we usually kind of touch on when we do these release night drafts uh usually we kind of say how do we feel about this being a set for new players i think this one oh, think- with the exception of a couple of key cards i think this one is actually a pretty pretty decent set for a new player to draft those key cards we're at a point in dice masters that i think that um whiz kids kind of assumes that someone knows how to play wherever people are playing because there's some kind of wonky wording that you would want an experienced player that you could bounce an idea off of or or an experienced to but for the most part i think that a pretty new player could do pretty good with yeah because I'm, I'm, I'm looking a lot of these cards don't have reminder text anymore if, on if them. there's yeah. a new player that doesn't want to go back and buy old stuff you can make a top tier team with the neck with these last two sets pretty easy that too absolutely yep all right guys thank you so much for staying up late and drafting and all that cool stuff um and i will actually talk to you guys in in a couple days because we're going to be recording again and that's it for this episode of the double burst podcast we would love to hear from you guys what do you think about this new set Shoot us your thoughts, feelings, and combos to doubleburst at ktdata.net or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe, and cool player resources. Quick reminder to check out the KO Kings Etsy shop at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash KO Kings Corner and use the code DBLISTENERS to get $5 off. That code's only good until the end of October, so 
hurry up and head on over there. Big thanks to everybody who listens to the show. Everybody on the team appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. Thank you.